You're listening to Kyle Warren. Okay, so just for a moment, think to yourself that you're Joe Biden and you've just announced that you're running for president, you're running for a second term. You want the American people to have confidence in your decision making. They want, you want them to have confidence in your vision. You want them to have confidence in the people around you, right? <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Does it inspire confidence that Joe Biden just appointed Vice President Kamala Harris as the artificial intelligence czar? I don't think so. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. If that's even humanly possible, and as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. Singing host, making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program Folks, it is the Friday slash weekend edition, the Kyle Warren Show. I am Kyle Warren. It is Friday, May the 5th, 2023. Of course, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And we have so much to tell you about on the program today. And of course, welcome to everybody finding this program for my appearances six nights a week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Of course, you can go to the thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. That's the thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com uh, to listen live. You can also go to kylewarrenshow.com for links to listen live to Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, right there in Tampa, Florida. And of course, the captain and I always have the very latest uh, in political news, uh, other breaking news happening that day, and other news that literally breaks in the overnights. And I'll tell you this, Captain Matt and I are usually the ones that are live on the radio in the overnight, bringing you the very latest in breaking news from around the country and around the world. So definitely check it out. 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. That's Monday through Saturday. Uh, And that, of course, Eastern Time Zone is 2 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Saturday. And if you're in the Pacific Time Zone, that'll all start up at 11 p.m. Pacific Time. So hope to see you there. Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com for links uh, to listen live. We also have the GCN network, uh, network feed links there as well. Uh, that you can listen to, and it's, there's actually a loop that plays the program all throughout the day in case in case you miss it. Uh, so once again, welcome to this program, The Kyle Warren Show. Glad to be with you. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about on this uh, Friday-slash-weekend edition. We are going to talk about Kamala Harris, and now she is going to be uh, the liaison, the artificial intelligence czar, as it were. I mean, really? Uh, I don't know. Are Are you... Are you as worried as I am that we just might be doomed? I mean, I've seen the Terminator franchise, okay? I, <laughs> I've seen it. I, I, know, I know what happens. Uh, and uh, it's, there's only Kamala Harris standing between us 
and the Terminator. Okay, so <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. Uh, okay, so let's <laughs> tell you what happened. This from the Daily Mail. Uh, White House unveils crackdown on artificial intelligence amid fears tech could replace humanity. But Kamala Harris will be in charge of it. <laughs> you know the old saying, head for the hills? I don't know, folks. You might want to, I don't know, start heading for the hills at this point. Uh, the White House has unveiled its plan to crack down on a on the AI race amid growing concerns it could upend life as we know it. The Biden administration said the technology was, quote, one of the most powerful, unquote, of our time, adding, but in order to seize the opportunities it presents, we must first mitigate its risks. The plan is to launch 25 research institutes across the U.S. that will seek assurance from four companies, including Google and Microsoft, that Chat G and ChatGPT's creator OpenAI, that they will, quote, participate in a public evaluation. Many of the world's best minds have warned about the dangers of AI, specifically that it could destroy humanity if an assessment of risk is not done now. Tech giants like Elon Musk fear AI will soon surpass human intelligence and have independent thinking. This means it would no longer need to listen to humans, allowing it to steal nuclear codes, create pandemics, and spark world wars. Now, I saw an interview, oddly enough, it was an interview with Tucker Carlson. This was an interview that I saw uh, on a clip, and... Um, uh, where Tucker was talking uh, with Elon Musk, and Elon Musk was saying things will will get weird. They can get weird very quickly. Um, he is concerned about it, and he actually talked about the idea of of you would shut down the server farms um, in the in the in the cha uh, in the chance that something untoward would begin happening with artificial intelligence. But I, I do think, folks, one of the things that the public really wonders about number one is you know we hear the term artificial intelligence it seems self-explanatory enough but where exactly does it come from uh the people that are developing it how are they doing that um and i realize it's incredibly technical um but i think one of the things that people would really like to know is how do you get um from a standing start to the AI system, ChatGPT, for example, as we know it today. What are the algorithms? How does it learn, quote unquote? Now, I think that if you ask those questions, you'll probably get some pretty philosophical, for lack of a better term, answers, right? I mean, even the people that develop these systems may say things like, well, we think that it does this, or you know, we think that it does that. And uh, that's where I think a lot of the uncertainty comes from. Um, but of course, and by the way, Captain and I, Captain Matt Bruce and I last night or early this morning, depending on your time zone, we had uh, just a laugh about this. And we, we did at the top of both hour number one and hour number two as well. And we were laughing about this thing about Kamala Harris, you know, and I have to tell you, and I said on the program uh, earlier as well, that we're doomed. We're, <laughs> we're doomed. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I just don't think you run Kamala Harris at AI. Uh, I really think that you have to do something a little bit more substantial. Maybe Chuck Norris. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe he should have tapped Chuck Norris to be the AI czar. All right. Stay right there. We have a lot more to talk about on the program today. Friday slash weekend edition. Chuck Norris.
You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. Kyle Warren here. Those of you who hear me throughout the week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio show know that Captain Matt Bruce tells all the listeners about the great people and the great products at MyPillow. He's asked me to tell all the listeners to this program as well about the amazing products that MyPillow has to offer. From the brand new MyPillow 2.0 to the Giza sheets, the slippers, and the unbelievable towel sets, just to name a few, MyPillow has so much to offer. By the way, everyone in my family sleeps on a MyPillow. Mrs. Professor gave me a pair of the MyPillow slippers for Christmas, and she enjoys hers too. You know, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night, and we absolutely love them. So, go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page, and when you've made your choices and you're ready to check out, be sure to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's all you need. Promo code CAPTAIN, and you're all set. Now, if you'd rather order over the phone, simply dial 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. And be sure again to use the promo code CAPTAIN, and you'll be helping out this program as well as the CAPTAIN's program, and we really appreciate it. Once again, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code CAPTAIN. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. Thank you for that great intro. We'll we'll hear an Edwards Notebook here in just a little bit on the uh, program. Folks, I got to tell you, you know, I was just thinking about this Kamala Harris thing. Maybe Joe Biden is crazy like a fox. Maybe Kamala Harris will confuse AI so much that it will just shut itself down. Maybe maybe that's the answer. All right, well, folks, 
Welcome back to the program. We're going up and up and up just like the music is doing right there. And uh, we're doing that for one reason and one reason only, and that is you, the listener. Thank you so much uh, for listening to the program, for tuning in, for subscribing uh, to the podcast. And you can find our podcast all over the place now. Uh, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com, of course. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Republic. You can even see us or hear us rather over on Rumble. We've got the audio uh, posted there as well for the program and uh, and many other ways uh, to listen and subscribe to the podcast as well. So simply start at KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com and you can subscribe. You can uh, uh, send me a direct message as well. You can find out more about the program there and of course links to listen live to the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. Uh, simply go there, KyleWarrenShow.com. And once again, thanks to everybody uh, who's sharing the program on social media and uh, telling your friends about the program. It really does mean uh, a lot to us. Um, Okay, so as I said, you know, maybe Kamala Harris can confuse AI uh, to the point where it just goes there. This is it. (laughs) I'm shutting down. I'm not going to do this. Um, Who knows? Maybe she's the only one that could do that. I'm not sure. Um, But at any rate, uh, we do have a lot. uh, We just want to cover one more quick thing about AI. And that is the notion of how it could disrupt uh, jobs, how it could disrupt um, uh, our society and and how, how we do things. Well, over on CNBC, uh, there was a discussion uh, both with OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, but also Operation Hope CEO John Hope Bryant. Uh, they joined in on Squawk Box on Thursday uh, to talk about AI. And there's a great question that the uh, the host uh, poses uh, to uh, John Hope Bryant uh, regarding uh, how, how AI is going to disrupt things uh, or has the potentiality uh, to disrupt things. I thought his answer was pretty interesting. Let's listen in right now. You know, you've been spending a lot of time thinking about underprivileged, uh, underserved markets, underserved people, and the implications on jobs and things of that sort. And I'm curious where you think AI really is going to land. You know, we were actually talking about this just earlier this week that actually in an odd way, it may be that blue collar jobs actually become, uh, you know, more valuable, oddly enough. Um, Maybe certain blue collar jobs. I can go, I can run you through certain occupations that may be at less risk. Uh, than others. We talked about that uh, last night here in Atlanta. Uh, We got into some level of detail. But I think there's no avoiding that this is what I call the third reconstruction. I've said it on your show before. It's the, you know, fourth industrial uh, revolution. It's uh, this is this is this was like going from from mankind to horses and more probably more appropriately from horses, the transition to automobiles, which took 50 years to complete. This is probably going to happen in five years, uh, Andrew. And it's it's going to disrupt um, the lives of 100 million uh, working families, uh, uh, you know, uh, between now and 2030. And if we do it right, there, there'll be another 100 million or plus jobs that come in and we'll train them properly. If we do it wrong, it won't just be black and brown people who have pain. It'll be my poor white brothers and sisters. This is like Dr. King all over again in the civil rights movement where he talked to all of God's children about what I call the color green. Um, it's, 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 this is, last night was probably one of the most important meetings I hosted ever. 
um, because of the implications. I, I'm, I'm very hopeful because a guy like Sam is on point, and Sam and I, Sam called me and said, let's do this meeting. It wasn't my idea, it was his. We had talked about it, but he took the initiative to go from the White House to our house was quite dramatic. And again, really interesting answer there, because again, the perspective out there um, is going to be, you know, how is AI going to take over uh, pretty much almost any kind of job you might be able to think of? Now, any as I thought it was interesting, you talked about maybe certain blue collar jobs, but when it comes to, for example, uh, you're going to do content creation. AI is going to be able to uh, create content literally on the fly. Already, of course, uh, you do have the ability to uh, uh, try to get your term paper started or this kind of thing. And by the way, you know, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, they're out on strike um, and probably going to be out on strike at least for another couple of months at the at the very least. That's that's what the uh, the, the general feeling is. Uh, we've already seen a lot of shows shut down. The, the nightly uh, talk shows, they've already shut down. Uh, Gutfeld, by the way, on Fox News is not shutting down. They're not part of the WGA. Um, but uh, then you also have shows like Saturday Night Live. And I'll just say parenthetically, Saturday Night Live, according to some, um, may not even return. I mean, it's getting to the point where it may just leave altogether um, and they're canceled for the rest of their season. Um, but the reason I even bring this up is because in addition to streaming revenue, because things things are being consumed in much different ways nowadays uh, through streaming services. And so writers and other uh, contributors, uh, they get paid uh, in different ways for their royalties, right? And so this is what this is about. But also at the heart of the matter has to do with artificial intelligence. And that's the idea that you would simply have an AI program um, write all your scripts, right? Um, or write all your content. And then you have um, uh, people come in and they might polish it, they might edit it, they might do this or that. But what you're going to pay the people is going to be incredibly lower than what you might pay them to originate the content. And so this will be, I think, one of the main sticking points with the Writers Guild strike, and that could uh, go on, pardon me, for some time. Uh, But at any rate, you know, when we think about artificial intelligence as well, you know, it's it's hard not to think, obviously, about science fiction. I mentioned Skynet. Maybe Kamala Harris sooner than later might be the uh, the CEO of Skynet. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but at any rate, and then, of course, they've got to go after John Connor uh, because, you know, he leads the revolution. Uh, but, uh, and of course, in the Terminator franchise. But like I said, you can't not think about science fiction and how um, intelligent, quote-unquote, computers are portrayed. Uh, you simply need to look to, uh, for example, Star Trek. Um, there's the character of, uh, of data in the, uh, in the Star Trek, in Star Trek, the next generation, who's an Android, it's an artificial life form. Uh, he's, that's artificial intelligence. Uh, but yet he is treated, uh, as, um, as, uh, uh, as alive as anybody else, uh, on the, on the program. Right. Um, but then you also have this notion that technology somehow will make everything easier because it can take over and do things, mundane things that people, uh, don't want to do. And that 
that is a great vision, quote unquote, of the future. And that was kind of what Gene Roddenberry's vision was all about, the idea of technology unchained. That was one of the terms, I think, that they used um, in terms of developing uh, his development of his concept of Star Trek and what the world might be like and that kind of thing. Um, but unfortunately, uh, at this rate, at this at this juncture, I think people are very concerned not only about taking away of jobs, but again, also, what does this mean? And just we were talking from that article earlier. Are we talking about having um, an art, an artificial intelligent, uh, artificially intelligent um, thing uh, be able to make its own decisions? about, well, you know, humanity is really a scourge upon the earth and maybe I should eliminate it. You know, it's, and we're not trying to be too joking, but, uh, but these are the kinds of things that, that sort of are, are evoked. And again, and we go into science fiction because way back, even it was Asimov with his, um, his, the rules for robots and this kind of stuff when they were, when he was writing uh, these science fiction masterpieces and so forth. And it gets us to think about it. And I think maybe that's an operative phrase here, gets us to think about it, because if something else comes along and it can, quote, think about things, um, then we might be in a real quandary. Um, but again, who knows? We'll see. Uh, when we come back, folks, we got a lot more to tell you about. We have so much to tell you about, about the economy and much, much more. Uh, so I want you to stay right there because we have, again, so much more to talk about. Well, I think we got a little bit of extra time. I think we do. I think we do have a little bit of extra time. So, all right. Well, so well, I'll give you more previews then. More previews then. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about uh, what's happening on the border. Uh, we got Mayorkas, and he's letting everybody know, folks, that the border is closed. It's not open. It's not going to, quote, be open. Um, do you believe that? Okay, there's the music. <laughs> we are racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. The Bible tells us that when the wicked reign, the people mourn. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, I can say that with utmost clarity of mind, soul, and spirit that the United States, for the most part, though not all, is unfortunately ruled by those who not only tend to lean toward more leftist wicked ideologies, but are themselves the embodiment of evil and are financially and frantically seeking to literally destroy our beloved republic. They were shocked beyond belief how President Trump was able to quickly spearhead numerous positive developments, both domestically and abroad, in less than four years, with a fraction of the support he should have received from the Republican Party. Far too many rhinos were more interested in playing footsies and plotting with Democrats to undermine Trump's America First policies. They declared Trump unfit to be president because he did not agree with the Democrat and rhino agenda to make the United States of America unfit to carry on as the leading nation of the world. I believe we can and will overcome this current reign of wickedness. What say you? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com and Constitutional Grounds Coffee. 
You're listening to Kyle Warren. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as uh, we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. And uh, welcome back and hope that you got some uh, great weekend plans. You know, the rain here in Southern California finally, finally moved on uh, early on Friday morning. And uh, we got some rain over Thursday night, uh, uh, into, uh, uh, pardon me, Wednesday night into Thursday morning. And then it sort of came back Thursday night uh, into Friday morning. So, uh, but it's moved on. So wherever you are, I hope that you've got some great plans that the sun will be shining. Now, throughout the West, though, we've seen some of this, some of these warmer temperatures uh, cause some snow melt in different places, uh, and that also could lead to some flooding uh, as uh, streams and rivers uh, get swollen and so forth. So you do have to be careful of that. But overall, I think people are going to be happy to see uh, the sun return and to have some uh, some great weekend uh, uh, great weekend outings. And of course, uh, this weekend is going to be the Kentucky Derby, uh, and of course, also the coronation of King Charles the uh, Third. We haven't seen something like this, and if I recall correctly, in about seven. 70 years, Charles taking the throne at about age 74. Um, so um, it's uh, very, very different from when his mother ascended to the throne. Um, and I think that, of course, King Charles has always been outspoken, even as Prince Charles outspoken about the monarchy and some of the changes that he thought were necessary and so forth. So we'll see if what's impl- uh, implemented uh, at this point. Uh, but obviously it's going to be a, a grand celebration. Uh, but are you interested? Are you going to be watching? the coronation over the weekend or are you going to be watching the Kentucky Derby? Well, we'll see. All right. Uh, Well, once again, we have so much to talk about. Now, this um, drone strike that was evidently directed uh, presumably at Vladimir Putin uh, has been uh, has been front and center in the news. Of course, Vladimir Zelensky, the uh, Ukrainian president, said they had nothing to do with it. Uh, he said they don't. They're not trying to get at Putin. They're not trying to attack in Moscow. He says they're fighting on their own their own soil, basically. Uh, that they had nothing to do with it. Um, and I was talking with the captain on his program uh, just earlier, and, and we were talking about this very subject. And I said, well, you know, number one, there there could be something inside. Uh, you know, internally in in Moscow, where they want to get rid of Putin. Uh, I think that they know that there's uh, probably only one way to turn this war off, and that is for Putin to no longer be calling the shots. Um, you know, and I'm sure it would be very complex. It would be a long road out of the war in in the grand sense, because Russia would have to try to extract themselves from the war. Uh, and then try to regain any kind of credibility in the international community um, and then try to work their way back. Um, It's not undoable, uh, but it's definitely a major, major hurdle. So that's one thing. Maybe somebody, you know, some faction uh, realizes that Putin's got to go. Um, The other thing, and this is where we have a great audio clip uh, from uh, General Jack Keane, talking about the idea that, well, maybe the Russians cooked this up anyway 
just as a way to then blame the Ukrainians and then try to uh, uh, to create a much um, uh, harsher uh, sort of uh, sort of uh, uh, offense uh, offensive going on in Ukraine. Let's listen in to General Jack Keane quoted on Fox News about this. This at the Institute for the Study of War, and we've concluded that. Russia's conducting a false flag operation here. For our audience, that means that they created this incident themselves. And, and why do we come to that conclusion? I mean, it doesn't fit Ukraine's pattern of behavior at, at all. First of all, there's little or no damage, and Ukraine would be absolutely seeking damage. Number two, I mean, hitting the top of the Senate dome appears to be well-framed for filming, which it clearly was, as opposed to destruction. And, and thirdly, the Russians came out very quickly with this is an attack and an assassination attempt by the Ukrainians on Vladimir Putin. When it's well known, Senator Cotton is absolutely right that Putin doesn't sleep in the Kremlin. He works uh, in the Kremlin unless there's some kind of crisis going on and he's going to stay overnight. And that was clearly not taking taking place here. So what's really happening here? What What is the motivation of Russia to do that? Well, we don't know for sure, but we can speculate that it likely has to do with 9 May that's coming up, which is their celebration of their victory over Germany and the Nazis in World War II. Huge amount of casualties there, 22 to 25 million, depending on who's reporting it. But there's staggering casualties in Ukraine, and the people are becoming more and more aware of the toll that this is taking on the young people in Russia. And that, that's the reality of it. And this is a way to distract the people, the domestic audience, from that focus. And then to come out the next day and blame the United States yeah. as well, that fits into the narrative right from the very beginning. And also the narrative that Putin has been carrying on for years, Sandra, that it's the United States and the West who are encroaching on Russia, yeah. not the opposite. And this is why I'm going to war in Ukraine, because there's Nazi genocide taking place there, supported by the United States and the West. Yeah, a lot of good points there from General Jack Keane, again, quoted on uh, Fox News. Um, and the idea of the false flag, right? Um, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It, it sure does. And certainly the video that we see of this drone strike going off, uh, again, doesn't appear to have inflicted uh, a great deal of damage, which again might be, uh, you know, if you're trying, especially if you're trying to, to get rid of Putin, uh, it might uh, have been a lot uh, more massive, uh, let's just say. But I think he makes some good points, and I think that he um, is also, I think, correct in the idea that something for local consumption uh, because we we saw the 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 uh, the number and it's maybe it's a conservative number, but a hundred thousand Russians already have died uh, in the uh, pursuing the war in Ukraine. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you how you're able to uh, weather that. Uh, quote unquote, back home in Russia, right? If you're Vladimir Putin, um, so anything to get the um, uh, the the people back on your side, sort of try to rally them uh, to your cause, might be exactly what was going on here in front of our in front of our very eyes. Um, all right, so let's take a look here, real quick. Uh, this is from Business Insider. 
uh, regarding the economy. Store closures are hitting downtown San Francisco as office vacancies and fears of crime are on the rise. Now, by the way, you know, we're probably going to get some um, some feedback on this. No, how can you say that in San Francisco? It's, it's all fine. And this is all being blown out of proportion. Really? It's really it's being blown out of proportion. Ah. <sighs> Here's a full list, again, this from Business Insider. Here's a full list of retailers pulling out of the city's downtown neighborhood. All right, you got Saks Fifth Avenue, which will close no later than this fall, company spokesman told uh, SFGate on Monday. Through the regular course of business, we continually evaluate our store performance and other factors, and from time to time, may determine it necessary to close a store, spokesman said. Uh, Roughly, I'm just... As a public service, my friends, I'm, I'm going to um, try to roughly translate that. <laughs> okay, I've got to I've got to roughly translate that. Um, that means uh, it's bad. It's bad. And, and we are running away. That's that's, you know, and because it's the only logical, uh, 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 thoughtful thing to do at this point. All right. Um, Anthropology announced it will close its Market Street location this month. Uh, the store occupied a location near Union Square over the last two decades. All right. Amazon Go closed all four of its locations in San Francisco in April. Amazon also closed Amazon Go locations in New York and Seattle. Now, I understand, too, especially with Amazon Fresh, I think they've had a little bit of a of a bad time of it. It really didn't. I don't know if it caught on uh, as much. The idea of you walk in, there's no cashier and this kind of thing and, or no checkout. And uh, because a lot of times you go to the grocery store, there is, you know, there's all it's almost all becoming self-checkout uh, at this point. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, but uh, that's, again, it's automation. It's where the future is going, I would suppose. Um, Whole Foods closed its store in Trinity Place on Market Street last month. The store was on the site of frequent emergency calls since it opened last year. The New York Times reported Whole Foods said it closed the store, quote, to ensure the safety of our team members. Now, this is th- these kinds of things. These are really significant. Office Depot. It's going to close in a location near Union Square. Nordstrom is now closing its department store downtown as well as a nearby Nordstrom rack this summer. As many of you know, they said the dynamics of the downtown San Francisco market have changed dramatically over the past several years, impacting customer foot traffic to our stores and ability to operate successfully. The list goes on, folks. Uh, San Francisco is going to become... Some kind of a wasteland, uh, I'm afraid to say. And I I don't say that to be uh, joyful or anything like that. This is a major, major problem, and it could be coming to a city near you. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, I'm Tim McGraw. Every two seconds, someone in America needs blood. Accident victims, cancer patients, and individuals with blood disorders and other illnesses. They may live next door or up the block or across town. They're our neighbors. Yet only a small percentage of those who are eligible to give donate blood. A healthy blood supply comes from ordinary people, just like you and me. It's all about neighbors helping neighbors. Your gift of blood is needed now to help save lives. 
That's why I'm joining with my good neighbors at State Farm and the American Red Cross in the Neighbors Give Life campaign to raise awareness and to challenge you to donate blood. It only takes an hour of your time and can save the lives of up to three people. You can donate as many as six times a year, so make an appointment to donate at your local blood center and donate often. And won't you join me now in giving the gift of life? Be a hometown hero. Visit NeighborsGiveLife.com for more information about donating blood. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. We continue racing through, rocketing through Friday slash weekend edition. Lots more to talk about. And don't forget, go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also send me a message. And uh, you can subscribe using some of these other podcast uh, uh, services as well, like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, many times, uh, some of the different uh, 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 forums and places that were listed, uh, they have their own subscription option. Uh, so you definitely want to subscribe so you get the latest program and you know when we have a new one. And uh, also, of course, don't forget, you can send me a direct message. Just go to KyleWarrenShow.com, come, click on, send Kyle a message, and it'll come It'll come right to us. Um, all right. So once again, uh, we were talking about these uh, store closures uh, in San Francisco. This, this is huge. You know, if you defund the police and you create a uh, an area of just constant mayhem and uncertainty well what do you expect business to do what what do you expect stores to do what do you expect companies to do um and um it's it's most unfortunate i have really enjoyed the times in uh, times past when i was able to visit san francisco uh, to ride the cable cars or to uh, just uh, you know go across the golden gate bridge or you know go get some ghirardelli chocolate you know st- and of course down at the pier you know you get the the sourdough uh, you get the you get the, uh, the, uh, the 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 chowder and the sourdough bread bowl i mean it's you know it's a lot of fun. It's great. It was really good. And um, so it's uh, something that unfortunately I think is now uh, disappearing, uh, that, that that kind of San Francisco experience where, where yeah, you always had some folks that might be a little bit on the fringe, you know. Uh, some years ago, did you ever watch the uh, the series Nash Bridges? Well, that was, that was filmed on location in San Francisco. And um, I mean, you know. I guess not since the streets of San Francisco, uh, but at any rate, um, some people will, will might even remember that show. Uh, but at any rate, you know the the magic of the city seems to have been 
uh, deteriorated, and that's sad. Um, because it is, it was a very special um, sort of place to go, and I think will be will be again one day, because things go so far. I mean, how how much lower can it go? I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about those store closures, but also in general, looking at the economy. And by the way, we got the jobs report, which the White House will just say, "It's all great." Everything's fine. The jobs report is all good. Don't worry about any any of this other stuff. But folks, when we look at the interest rates and they just raised it again, right? Now, that's just that's just the rate that they're raising it from the Fed. But effectively, mortgage rates as well can also start to skyrocket because of how uh, the uh, the market goes to to sell mortgages once a mortgage is um, is completed once you you buy a home this kind of thing or a person buys a home so all these things go together mean that credit is tightening there's no doubt about that okay uh, it's going to be very very difficult to obtain financing. Uh, whether you're a business or whether you're an individual, in my opinion, uh, we all know that there's a reset coming sooner than later in many commercial property uh, financing because they're tied to in many cases, they're tied, of course, to the to the prime rate or to the to the interest rates and their uh, their responsibility, what they're going to owe the bank could change dramatically based on the value of their property and how much they owe and then how much they have to owe now, now that the interest rates will change. it's In, in other words, instead of putting money into investor pockets, uh, commercial properties will start in many ways taking money out of investor pockets just to make ends meet. And that's not why investors get in the game, right? They get in the game to have the to have the the properties, the the assets, put money in their pockets. All right. So then, of course, we got the banking crisis on top of all this stuff. Well, this from the Telegraph. Brace yourselves. It says the banking crisis is just getting started. If Jamie Demon Demon was pondering a career change as a fortune teller. He'd be wise to stick to the day job. On the other hand, if some someone of Demon's stature could be so wrong about the banking turmoil that continues to sweep across the U.S., a cynic might ask whether he was the right person to be running one of the world's largest financial institutions, particularly when that organization is right at the center of government-led efforts to prop up the whole system. Having ridden to the rescue of California's uh, California lender First Republic over the weekend, J.P. Morgan's superstar boss had a message for financial markets. Its shotgun takeover of First Republic heralded the end of the crisis. He should know better than to be drawn into the realms of speculation about things uh, he has no control of. But then when Wall Street is so deferential to figures like Demon, uh, they start to believe they can walk on water. Still, the speed with which Demon's words, uh, Demon, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, have come back to haunt him still comes as a shock. A mere 48 hours later, and it looked as though the game was up for another, yet another regional American bank, the fourth since the end of March. On Wednesday, shares and PacWest plunged as much as sixty um, as sixty percent in the and the after and the after hours training uh, trading rather, prompting the bank to announce that it was seeking salvation either through an emergency cash call or like its stricken rivals in the arms of a bigger competitor. Now again, watching the stock prices on the banks is going to be key because people are going to be and they have been. 
uh, the depositors are fleeing banks or they're saying, well, I'm going to look at the I'm going to look at the evaluation today. Then I'll put all my money over there. And because also and this is also key because everything is electronic, uh, you can move your money much faster. Uh, than than ever before. So things can just dart around and say, okay, well, it's going over here today. Okay, wait a minute, we're gonna put it over there. In, you know, tomorrow. I mean, I'm sort of over oversimplifying. I know, but uh, but this is the thing. And then when deposits starts running out, and by the way, you, this article mentioned J.P. Morgan. They used to have 10 percent of the overall deposits. Um, now they have about 17 percent. We think of the overall deposits. And uh, and so eventually they're going to have even more of that, one might think. But here's the deal, too. It seems that, you know, the idea of big banks, quote unquote, big banks is uh, is highly overshadowing now the idea of the smaller banks or the regional banks. And it's the regional banks that make a lot of these loans to businesses and and uh, and uh, commercial lending and so forth. And so if they start sort of going the way of the dinosaur, then you've got a huge problem. And then you're going to have a few large financial uh, um, uh, institutions, and they're going to be able to dominate. Um, and it, it it'll be harder on on smaller investor groups and and uh, and individuals, I think, as well. Um, so watching this banking crisis continue, and yes, you think, okay, this is it. This is the last one. Oh, okay, and it's all fine now. Okay, don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, First Republic, it's okay. Oh, oh, oh what's happened to the Pac West? Oh, okay. Well, maybe. That's That'll be fine. It'll be all right. Uh, but I bank with so and so, and they're they're pretty okay. So, and then you find out the next day. Well, their shares are are, are plummeting. You know, it's it's very very concerning. Um, this isn't this isn't stopping um, at any at any time soon. I heard it described sort of as a slow train wreck, uh, but it's a wreck nonetheless. And what happens if we start going back to two thousand and eight kinds of problems? Um, it's it. Uh, you know, it's not going to be good. Um, all right. In the time we have left here, I think I mentioned we had a, um, a, a clip here. This from Mayorkas, right? Uh, from uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. He's going to tell you something here about the border, that the border is is not open, evidently. Let's listen in. The message is very clear. We are coming with the relief that our laws provide to the individuals in need. The border is not open. It has not been open, and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. And the smugglers who exploit vulnerable migrants are spreading misinformation. They are spreading false information, lies in a way to lure vulnerable people to the southern border, and those individuals will only be returned. All right. So on the whole, right, the idea is, yeah, you don't, the border shouldn't be open, and it's, and he's saying it's not, but what we all know and again i think it's 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 good to try to separate out the smugglers and deny them the ability to exploit people and this kind of thing and that's good but generally speaking this notion that somehow the border there's no no real huge border problem is not really open uh, this kind of thing that we've been going on through now throughout the whole biden administration uh, is very disingenuous and the american people uh, they understand they they look with their own eyes and they see exactly what a porous border looks like. Yes, you can technically say the border's not, quote, 
open, but it is porous. And so you have to be, you have to be aware of that. All right, folks, thank you for listening today here on the program. It's my pleasure to be with you and we will see you again next time here on the program. Hope to see you then until then hope that you have a great weekend. Stay safe and everybody out there around the globe. Take care out there. You're listening to Kyle Warren.